Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Jerry Green, and we're here to talk Philly sports today. This is Philly Sports Talk. What's up, Coy? What's up, Jerry? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Well, I'm doing all right. Uh, I'm glad the Phillies are winning right now, for nothing. So that's what I'm happy about. Yeah, this is a big series. We talked about it last episode. They're in that seven-game series against the Marlins. Uh, they lost yesterday. That was a really bad loss. Shouldn't have lost that game. Uh, what do you think of that game yesterday? You know, Jerry, it was really tough to watch because we had to lead 6-3, obviously, in the eighth inning. Then we let the bases loaded. But uh, the the big thing is that's a big momentum win if we win that game. And think about it. We're pro- we probably should end up winning this game tonight. And, I mean, we have two tonight. Tonight's one of the doubleheaders. But if we won the first game and then the, the game before that, which was last night, you know, we're 2-0. And, and we're already off to a good start against them. But now we're with it. We're within a game with the Marlins and the Braves. So, yeah, so, we're – this game right now, they're up 4 nothing, like you said. End of the third, uh, first game of a doubleheader, right? Yep. Yeah, so hopefully they could win that, win this game. Uh, take that momentum into the second game today and take a lead for the series. Yeah, I mean, you know, Arietta pitched pretty well yesterday. I mean, I know he gave up three runs, but what do you go? I think he went six or seven innings, only three runs. I'll tell you what, Arietta, he hasn't looked that bad in his last couple of starts. If you take out that brave start where he let up, what, seven runs in that one inning, his ERA is pretty down. And as I, I think that Arietta could get back to a solid starter that for the rest of the season. And we would need him to. So he pitched well yesterday. It's just the bullpen woes that continue as Hunter let those bases load and then Workman gave up the big hit. Yeah, it's good to see Arietta picking up his old form after that injury last season. Oh, yeah. But uh, moving on to NHL, uh, what do you got for oh, us? That was an awesome goal last night. The funny thing was, Jerry, I was going to watch that game as the football game as a blowout. And I was going to turn that game on because I saw it was in overtime. And before I could turn it on, I, I see that they're already celebrating. It was, what, 40 seconds into the overtime? And the Stars, with the shocker overtime win, they now have a 2-1 series lead against the Golden Knights. And I'm pretty shocked. I had the Knights going at least 2-1 in the first three games. Uh, yeah, this is surprising to see from the Stars. I mean, they definitely aren't the favorites coming into this series. But, uh, yeah, I saw that. I saw the highlights of that game, the, that goal in overtime. Um, oh, yeah. It was a great shot. Who scored it, but, yeah, it was a good shot. Um, so, yeah, if they can win this series against the Knights, that would be a pretty big surprise to me. I expected to see the Knights in the finals. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, seriously, I think if the Stars win this series, I think they have a legitimate chance of winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, honestly, I think they really do. Yeah, I'm – I'm gonna predict that the Lightning win it no matter what, but yeah, I wouldn't count that's, them that's out. Too, but I think the Stars have a chance. Yeah, that's fair to say. The Lightning they went up two they went up two zero since our last episode. They're looking to go up three zero tonight against the Islanders. Do you think the Islanders pull out a win tonight, or do you think they get their grave ready? Uh, I don't know. They they just been outplayed so far this season, the series against uh, uh Lightning. So. I mean, maybe maybe he'll, you know, put up a good game and possibly pull out a win. But I don't think that they're going to win this series. After only two games, it just looks like they're done. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 
if the Lightning do end up winning the series, it goes back to the Kucherov goal. I mean, that was incredible, Jerry. Seven seconds left in the third period off a one-timer goal. I mean, I was watching that, Jerry. I was like, wow, that was incredible. They go up 2-0. That's the biggest game because you either tie 1-1 or you go down 2-0 and you're already in a big hole. Yeah. uh, Another pretty big hole is the one that the Houston Rockets are in, down 3-1 to the Lakers. I was Um, really upset to see that. Yeah, both of us thought that, you know, we expected the Rockets to – be really competitive with the Lakers in this series, but that has not been the case at all. Um, you know, they lost the game that we were talking about while we were recording yep. last time, and then they and lost they again out. last night. Um, Harden Ooh. had a pretty bad game last night. I mean, yeah. he shot terribly. What was he, 2 of 11 from the field? Yeah, he had 20 free throws, but, I mean, you shoot 2 from 11, that's not going to cut it. Yeah. I mean, they were down big, and they actually made a comeback. They only lost by 10. I mean, at the, the beginning of the third quarter, I think they are down by, what, 20, 21? They came back from within 10, but it doesn't matter. Uh, the Lakers commanding 3-1 series lead. I'll tell you what, though. LeBron and Anthony Davis are finally playing to their elite, elite level that they really could be. And right now, they look really, really dangerous. Yeah, I think a lot of that credit goes to the, the role players finally stepping up and helping them out a little bit. Um, we got to Rondo. see, yeah, playoff Rondo. He's, you know, known for stepping it up in the playoffs, and he hasn't disappointed this postseason. Um, this year, also, he was out for the first round with a hand injury, which he received right at the beginning of the bubble in practices. But uh, all series, he's just been huge for them off the a bench. Uh, he's been hitting his shots. He's not the type of player who really ever hits threes, but. Yeah, hitting them in this series, and I mean, he's uh, going back to his Boston days. Like, if he could have shot back, like he was an All Star back then, and if he could have shot, he would have been like almost an MVP caliber player. I mean, now oh, yeah. he's older, lost some athleticism. He's not quite as good as he used to be, and obviously the game's different, where shooting is way more important. But mm-hmm. him shooting good now, like that's a really good player. That's a starting caliber point guard that they're getting bench minutes from uh, and yeah and the bench is really stepping up i i think the rockets have a good chance of coming back and making it a 3-3 series but i do have the lakers ending this one but the rockets i think they definitely will win one more game in my opinion uh i hope i mean i hope they won win the series i had the rockets winning this entire series but uh, it's not looking very good for them right now as they're down 3-1 but there has been one 3-1 comeback so far. The Nuggets were down 3-1 to to the Jazz, and now they're down 3-1 to to the Clippers. Yeah, uh, 12 teams in history have made a 3-1 comeback, um, but the Rockets are two of those teams. I'm mm-hmm. Back in, what was it, 2015, I think? The Rockets, right. James Harden came back 3-1 against the Clippers when they had some sort of injury, Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, whoever. I forget yeah. which one it was, but... So, I mean, it's not completely out of the question, but more Rockets news. This is a big one. Daniel House has left the bubble. Um, <laughs> he's reportedly brought an unauthorized person on campus, or in, not on campus, into his hotel. She um, was already are, in the bubble. <laughs> reports are saying that she was on campus. She was a COVID-19 testing like woman. Like, if any of you have been keeping up with uh, – or you were keeping up with Matisse Stiebel's 
vlogs in the bubble. You know how the players used to go to uh, those little testing stations and get their tests yeah. every day. I'm pretty sure it was one of those ladies who he snuck into his hotel room and reports say that she was in there for several hours. Um, house and he's married <laughs> with two kids. Um, report, I, I saw some people saying like this might have been fake before, but it seems like right now recent news has come out that it really was him and the NBA has confirmed it and that's why he left the bubble. Um, if this isn't true about him, I think that's really unfortunate and messed up like that they would ruin his marriage and his family yeah but i'm and, pretty sure it's true because he hasn't put up much of a fight to go down yeah uh he sat out game three for quote-unquote personal reasons and then after game three right before game four if the news broke that it was because he snuck someone into his hotel room and game four he sat out now uh they lost both of those games. He's been one of their best players. I'd say he's been their third best player in the bubble, maybe even all season. Uh, he's a huge loss for them. But, um, I mean, it's like something he could have prevented, I guess. Yeah, but I'm shocked they completely sent him home because if the Rockets come back in this series, I mean, it, I just was completely shocked they completely sent him home. It's almost like like kind of like the Mike Conley. He had to quarantine for a little bit. But who – who else had to quarantine when they let in somebody into the room like that? There's a couple more players that had to yeah, quarantine I mean, that didn't have to leave the bubble. I was really yeah. shocked when he was completely done. I mean, if the Rockets win this series somehow and they go to the finals, no Daniel House. Yeah, it would be a miracle for them to come back. But this Rockets team, like we said, they were a good team. They had a Lakers number in the regular season. That game one looked promising for them. And, uh, I mean... The Lakers, I think that they have just too much momentum. They look way too good to have oh, yeah. to let up that 3-1 comeback. Like earlier when we saw the Nuggets come back, I mean, in large part, that was due to the fact that they got Gary Harris back from injury. The Rockets are instead losing someone who's the key yeah. player for them. So they don't have much going for them. But I wouldn't rule it out completely. I mean, I picked the Rockets to win the series at the beginning of it, and I can't say that I'm – completely given up like maybe 99 percent given up yeah so hopefully they can the... hopefully My they bad. can at least make competitive but yeah yeah quick update on the phillies game andrew mccutcheon just singled a run and so did adam hazley we are now winning six to nothing top of the fourth yeah yeah and so we're looking at a potential lakers versus series three and this is if everybody this is the big series. This is what everybody had coming for this series. This is what everybody wanted to see. And if the, if the Clippers and Lakers both close out, which they really should, and they had the biggest advantage to, I mean, you're going to get the series. And it's going to be a big and fun series to watch. Must-watch games if this series happens. Yeah, going back to last July when Kawhi first signed with the Clippers, I mean, it was everywhere. Battle for L.A., like LeBron, Kawhi, two of the – I'd say they're the two best players in the league right now, yeah. especially from the playoff performances we've seen from Giannis this postseason. Um, and they both got good teams around them. They've both been the top two teams in the West this year. Everyone's been waiting for this. But I have a question for you. Do you think that at all it's possible that the NBA would rig games and try and get more entertaining series so that they could be- get better TV ratings? You know, Jerry, right when I was just saying this, I said to myself, I – I don't know, Jerry. This is the big dream series. This is everything people wanted to see. There's two more reasons for that. 
as most people have heard, NBA ratings are down 40% from the 2018 playoffs. So that's a big loss. But you also have to think about, well, these are the two best teams in the West probably, and so we're just going to rely that it was on because of their talent. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy theories that the NBA has been rigged for a long time. But, I mean, there's definitely reason for, like, maybe a biased Rockets fan to believe that the league might be out to hunt them down or whatever. But, yeah. um, you know, Scott Foster has a history of – hating the Rockets and yeah. uh, he was assigned to ref them in game two, which did not go well for the Rockets mm-hmm. and in large part due to bad refereeing. But yeah, I want more quick update on the Phillies. Reese Hoskins hits three run home run. We are now up nine to nothing, Jerry. This is a big, big lead. If we choke this one, Jerry, I mean, they can't choke this one. Nine, nothing. Come on. Uh, yeah. Hopefully though, that what I'm more concerned about is that, they come out game two of this doubleheader and they keep hitting those runs and they keep shutting them out. And yeah. They take two wins for the day. Uh, hopefully. And uh, back to the Clippers. Clippers, PG-13 and Kawhi Leonard are both producing. The funny thing about these two LA teams is that everybody is starting to pick up momentum on these squads. So this is, I think they're starting to, it's starting to really set in. Okay, now we got to really get going. This is the time to go. We need to win what, five? We need to win nine more games, and then we're NBA champions. I think they're really starting to get going now, both those two teams, and I don't think the Nuggets have a chance. Yep, it's ramping up to be a great series, and uh, like I said, I think that they're the two best teams in the league. They're the two best teams record-wise, I'm pretty sure now that the Bucks are eliminated. Yep. Um, whoever wins this series, this Western Conference final series, I think would easily be my pick to win the finals. The East teams just aren't on the same level. They yeah. don't have that – none of those teams have that difference maker. I mean, Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, yeah. uh, Kyle Lowry, those guys aren't on the same level as LeBron and Kawhi. And that's the main difference that it comes down to. And now, Jerry, if we see a Lakers-Clippers Western Conference Finals, who do you have? I'm going Lakers in seven. Really? I, I got the Clippers in six. Really? Yeah. I mean, playoff LeBron doesn't typically disappoint – Playoff Kawhi doesn't typically disappoint. You could say that too, but I, I've always, I've always been a LeBron guy. I'm just gonna ride with him for this one. I don't know why. I just feel like playoff Kawhi is gonna equal out or be greater than playoff LeBron. And people are gonna call me nuts, but I just feel like I don't know. I just got the Clippers in this one. But there is a bigger game going on tonight. Raptors Celtics game seven. Jerry, this is a big. I'm one. excited for this one. Oh, yeah. eight o'clock tip off. By the time that. Everyone's listening to this. Most likely, it will be uh, over and done with. But yep. as we're speaking right now, hasn't been played yet. So who do you think is going to win? I honestly, I think I, I am so stuck in between who to pick. I think both teams, I literally, Jerry, I think it's a 50-50 chance. I really don't know who to say. This is such an equally talented series. And I'll tell you what, Kyle Lowry is a bad man. What he did last game, Oof. that was so fun to watch, Jerry. Yeah, let's talk about that game because we didn't get a chance to talk about that. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware of what happened, the game six of the Raptors-Celtics went to double overtime. Um, we saw a number of clutch plays, especially in that second overtime. I mean, it was like shot after shot. The Celtics were behind by a little bit. Raptors would hit a three. Celtics would hit a three. 
it was like crazy. OG and Anobi. Great game to watch. I'm pretty sure hit the dagger. That's the second time he's hit a huge shot for them in this series. I mean, he's not necessarily known as a shooter, but maybe he has that clutch gene. He's normally like classified as a isolation defender specialist, like yeah. defensive type of guy. And you know what? Um, last playoffs, he was kind of a liability because no one wanted to guard him. Yeah. But uh, and Jerry, I think on our last podcast, I said that if the if the Raptors end up coming back. You can look back at OG Ananobi, and now you can keep looking at OG Ananobi because he did. He hit that three, and which may have been the sing, the first overtime, or may have been regulation, but it was a big three, and it may have been double overtime as well. I forget which one it was, but he hit that big three. So he's come up clutch a couple times in the series. Yeah, I was I was really tired watching that game. I was laying in my bed. I can't remember the exact details of it, but yeah. I can tell you it was entertaining. It went down to the wire. Um, cardiac Kemba, he had a terrible game Awful. in regulation, but we did see him turned up when he got to overtime. I mean, he missed that game winning layup. I, I thought it was a foul. A lot of people thought it was a foul. Refs didn't call it. Uh, it was, I mean, he should have made it either way. Yeah. Now, but, um, my opinion, I think it's a foul, but I love it when refs don't call that. I wish I like basketball to be a little more physical than refs call the games. So, yes, if on basketball turns, I do think that was a foul, but I'm glad they did not call it. I mean, yeah, in the playoffs, you got to let a couple things slide more often. Yeah. But right, he Jerry, was hitting a couple of – Yeah, let's get into football. Um, NFL is back officially. Uh, last night we saw the Chiefs play the Texans. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, in his debut, rushed for 138 yards. He had a touchdown. Uh, he had a few receptions. I uh, started him in fantasy, which was great for me. Got like 20 points. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game? You know, Jerry, I I was really – I wanted the Texans to win. I knew the Chiefs were probably going to win. It was actually a pretty fun game to watch no matter what the score was. There's some pretty good plays in there. And uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was not the only running back to watch. David Johnson had a touchdown, I think, 77 yards. It's not the best yeah. night. But he did pretty well. And in fact, in my fantasy league, Johnson actually got more points than Edwards Hilaire. I don't really understand how, but he did. And yeah, I think PPR Johnson got a couple of receptions more than Hilaire. Yeah, and I was happy for that. I was happy for that, especially because I drafted Johnson. Yeah. Um, like I, I think I said this in the last episode, like that Texans trade might not have been quite as terrible as everyone made it out to be. Like oh, DeAndre yeah. Hopkins he didn't want to play there. Like it was possible that he could have held out the season yeah. and Bill O'Brien just wanted to get something in return. I mean, he sh- definitely should have done a better job getting more assets, but maybe David Johnson is going to be a hit for this team. And it looks like it so far. I mean, he's healthy. We haven't really seen him uh, play good since 2016, but back then he was like arguably the best running back in the league. Maybe he'll return to that for him. I don't think he's going to get the best running back in the league level, but I think he'll be, you know, one of the top 20, top 15, maybe running backs this year. He yeah, looked and, good last night. He had that touchdown run in the first quarter that yeah. gave him the, their only lead of the game before the that Chiefs hit. scored 31 unanswered and basically blew them out. Yeah, you know, his stats, his stats don't really show up well. If you watched him run the ball, he looked like his old self. And Another element to this trade, which a lot of Texans fans don't understand, is yes, obviously you want more assets, but this kind of lights a fire in David Johnson inside of David Johnson because now he's thinking, wow, all these fans go, we got him for nothing. 
you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and, I mean, like Deshaun Watson, you can't count him out ever. He had a pretty decent game, I guess, but Average, Texans yeah. offense looked stagnant until garbage time. Yeah. Um, in and that Watson. first quarter, though, like I said, they got that touchdown scoring drive that gave them the weed before they allowed the Chiefs to score 31 unanswered, which is just unexcusable. Yeah, and, you know, Watson – I'm happy because I have Watson a couple fantasy teams because in garbage time he had he had I think only ten fantasy points but then he had the one touchdown pass and they gave him all those yards because the Chiefs weren't really playing at that point so I was happy for him to get me over twenty. Yeah, I, mean, I have a uh, cycle for that. But uh, Chiefs looked good last night and you know what with Clyde Edwards-Helaire I had the Chiefs winning it all again and Mahomes getting another MVP. Yeah, going back to Clyde Edwards-Helaire real quick though last night. He got six carries inside the five-yard line, like at the goal line. He didn't score on any of them, which is – it might be concerning, but it might be kind of a good thing in some ways. I mean, I disagree. I don't think he should be I, – I mean, first of all, he didn't really have any holes to run through. Yeah, their own line collapsed on those goal yeah, line plays. Uh, it would have been better, I think, if he had a hole to run through or if they gave him, if they gave him a toss and let him – use his speed and elusiveness, go outside, yeah. um, maybe even pass it to him. I mean, Andy Reid wasn't really passing the ball to Edward Tillaire in this first game. Uh, he was a really great receiving back at LSU. But um, this first game, it didn't look like Andy was confident in his catching abilities. Maybe that all developed throughout the season. That yeah, was one of the sure reasons why his fantasy it. value started mm-hmm. to pick up so much going into the season because in training camp, it looked like he was catching a lot of passes. He was looking really great for them. So, yeah, but there's six carries inside the goal line. I saw a stat earlier today. Only 35 players had six carries inside five yards of the goal line in the entire 2019 season. So he's already in, like, the top 35 running backs as far as goal line carries go after one game of playing. Yeah. Hopefully he gets more. Hopefully he starts to punch in those touchdowns for my fantasy team. Um, But, yeah, it's kind of concerning he didn't score on any of them. Like we said before, though. Partially the O-line's fault. But, um, yeah, overall, a good debut for him. And like you said, Chiefs Super Bowl, you got them repeating. I can't disagree with that, but uh, a Super Bowl team hasn't repeated in, like, forever besides the Patriots did back in, like, 2003, 2004. Yeah, I'm pretty sure those are the two years. And I'm going to go with a pick that – I don't think it's a surprise, but I don't see a lot of people picking them, which is the Baltimore Ravens. You know, Jerry, that's a very, very interesting pick because everybody says Lamar Jackson's yet to prove himself in the playoffs, and he, he hasn't. But, I, Jerry, I kind of like that pick. But I still think the Chiefs overall are a better team. That's just in my opinion. I just think the offense now, and their defense is already elite. But, I mean, Jerry, you look at that offense. I mean, their offense was from the best all last season. And you add a running back that could be a top, what, maybe top 10 in the game, maybe top 15. I mean, this offense, yeah. they only they didn't need another weapon, but they got one. I mean, this, it could be. And a Ravens and Chiefs game will be really fun to watch. Do they play yeah, all this year? They play week three in Baltimore. That's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. I'm excited we don't have to wait long either. Uh, another, adding on to that Ravens offense, Marquise Brown. Who was a rookie last year? He was he had sur- he had that foot surgery, plantar fasciitis, however you pronounce it. Hollywood so Brown. So he should be, yeah, he should be fully healthy this year. And a lot of people 
He was the highest wide receiver taken last draft. A lot of people are high on him to have a breakout sophomore season. I can see it happening. I'm not fully in on it, but I think that he'll be a good weapon for them. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but like I said, I mean, not a lot of people are picking them, but they were definitely, you know, respected as one of the better teams. Oh, yeah. Uh, mostly because of the playoff reputation that Lamar has. I don't think that that's necessarily fair, though. He's only played two games. One of those yeah. games he had to play Derrick Henry in his, like, monster form. So, um, yeah. Anyways, what I was saying is I don't think that – I'm not ready to make, like, a bold prediction as to who's going to win the Super Bowl. I'm not fully sold on anyone yet. I'll have to wait and see how these teams play because I think that it might be more of a surprise team. Um, this might, you know, be a huge surprise for some people, but I actually think that the Patriots could be contenders again this year with I would Cam love Newton. To see it. Um, you know, they're they're short on weapons in their offense. They got two rookie tight ends. They've got Julian Edelman out there at wide receiver. He's thirty four years old now. I don't know how much he has left in the tank. They've got Nikhil Harry, who was a rookie last year, he didn't play that great last year. Hopefully he'll have a breakout season. They've got Demir Bird, who played with um, Cam Newton in Carolina a few years ago. Um, He's kind of like more of a – he hasn't really proven himself in the NFL yet. He's been like a backup most of his career, but he's got some speed. And they have – who else do they got? They don't – they're not really too uh, threatening in their skill positions. They've got – in the backfield, though, James White – who else? Damian Harris, who's on injury reserve. Um, Rex Burkhead, who's really versatile. I think that their offense will be, you know, maybe top 10 at best, but their yeah. defense is where they're really strong at. They've got Stefan Gilmore, who, by the way, just got paid today. He got He's getting $17 million – or, sorry, he's getting $15 million this year, up to $17 million in bonuses Um that's well-deserved, in my it. opinion. He deserved yeah. the money, for sure. And, Jerry, back to what you said about the Patriots. I'm not a Patriots fan, but I I don't, I wouldn't mind seeing them win this year. That would be kind of cool, seeing Cam Newton go in there and just take that team completely. And I would love to shove it up Brady's. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it should be interesting. And if they do win somehow, Jerry, Belichick is already one of the greatest coaches ever. If they do win he's the best because they had to remodel their whole offensive game plan because of a whole different kind of quarterback. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Patriots guy. So I'm a little bit biased in this matter, but yeah, yeah. Cam Newton, I think he hasn't been fully healthy since 2018, the first half of that season, which he played pretty well in. Um, he's only 31 years old, which is pretty young for a quarterback. Um, yeah. He's definitely still got something left in the tank and Bill Belichick, you know, He's never really had a rushing QB before, but we've seen him in the preseason. Actually, he did have Jacoby Brissett, who's not quite a rushing QB, but he can scramble a little bit. He had him for four games back in 2016 or 17 at the start of the season when Brady got suspended for deflate boot. And in those four games, the Patriots went 3-1. and one. And remember, Jacoby Brissett, he's not like an elite guy. He's a backup still. He, yeah. Was starting for the Colts a couple years ago. He didn't retain that job. He hasn't won a lot of games as a starter, but he looked pretty good in that Bill Belichick offense 
Mm-hmm. And I think that Bill Belichick will be able to use a lot, utilize these this weapon that he has, which is Cam's legs, and you know, yeah. And some uh, some Eagles news is Jalen Rager is expected to play Sunday, and Jay, yeah. this was a this was a questionable decision because originally he was not able to play this week, and and so you're thinking maybe they're starting to rush him back, and if for some reason Rager Rager gets hurt, that would not be good. But uh, are you excited to see Rager play Week One? Yeah, we'll see how he does. Um, Eagles are going to need him. They're th- really thin at wide receiver. Uh, he had that shoulder injury. They say he's trending in the right direction. So he's yep. expected to play this weekend. But not only Rager. Rager is not the only wide receiver who is suffering from an injury. There's a large group of wide receivers who are doubtful, out, not expected to play this weekend, including Mike Evans, who's been listed as doubtful, Kenny Galladay, listed as doubtful, Cortland Sutton, who's quote, a long shot to play on Sunday. Uh, Debo Samuel, who had an injury prior to preseason, he's been ruled out. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot. Those are pretty big names to be out for week one. Uh, yeah. Usually we don't see a lot of injuries this early on, especially not with a full training camp in preseason. Um, the yep. Buccaneers playing the Saints, they're going to miss Evans in that game. It's going to be competitive. Brady's going to need all the weapons. He's got and Evans being well, he's listed as doubtful, so it's still a possibility that he could play, but it's not looking likely. Yeah. Um. So the Eagles, uh, you got stat leaders. You think who's going to be the best wide receiver this year for the Eagles? Um, I think, I think that in the long run, it's going to be. Hmm. This is a hard one. I think it's. I think that they're not going to have one dominant guy, but I think that the guy who's going to lead in uh, yards at the end of the season will be Rager, but he'll have a slower start. And I think that Deshaun Jackson will be like the number one guy for most of the season. But in the end, Rager will, you know, get some chemistry building up with Wentz and they'll start to go on a little bit of a run towards the end of the season. Uh, A sleeper pick though, could be Greg Ward. Um, He's not obviously, some someone who's got a huge reputation as a receiver, but he kind of got he did get it done last year when all the guys in front of him were injured, and he's looking like he's going to be a starter for Week One this year. Uh, they got a couple of interesting guys behind him. Like I, I said this before in a couple of episodes, they've got a uh, Washington and Hightower who are both like four forty combine guys, rookies with a lot of speed. Yeah, I don't think that they're gonna really you know, contribute a lot. They'll just be deep ball threats. Um, you got J.J. Arcago whiteside back there too. But um, I'm going to say that Rager, but Greg Ward is my sleeper pick because I think that he's the constant in this offense as yep. far as receivers go. And I think this I think this offense is finally going to really be a lead again because our O-line is all right, you know. that it's It's fine. It's not bad. It's not amazing. It's fine right now. The receiving game, I think we really upgraded. I think we got a lot of good receivers now. Our, our rushing game, I, I want to see Miles Sanders do well. I want to see Boston, Boston Scott could be really well. And two guys that we're starting to forget about talking about, we also have Ertz and Goddard. So we have a lot of receiving options. And, Jerry, I really think this offense will prosper this year. It's, I think it's just going to come down to the defense. Yeah, I did forget about Ertz. He would definitely be a candidate, too, for leading passing yards, but – uh, you mentioned the O-line. Um, some news in the O-line. I don't think we covered this yet. Jason Peters, 
got his contract restructured. Yeah. Um, they announced that he's going to be playing left tackle. He said, if I'm playing left tackle, I want to be paid like a left tackle. So Lane Johnson took a little bit of a pay cut so that they can move some money around and give Peters a little bit of a bonus for sliding into that left tackle spot. He was expected to play right guard at the beginning of the season, but yep. uh, the rookie, I forget what his name was, he went down. He'll be out for the season, so it's going to be Peters who's starting at left tackle week one and probably for the rest of the season. Hopefully that O-line holds up. Yeah, um, hopefully it holds up for Sanders, who I think is the obvious pick to lead the team in rushing yards. But Boston Scott, like you said, he could be a – I think he's going to – his role is going to be more of like a third-down receiving back. Yeah. Um, But I think he'll have a – I think he's going to be a solid backup. I think he's going to have a bigger role than people think. Yeah, and, and I, I really do like these two running backs that we have. I think Miles yeah. Sanders is going to be really – I think Miles Sanders is starting to be re- a solid running back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, he looked good towards the end of last season. Um, hopefully he could keep that momentum going. And he's definitely the biggest threat, I think, that they have in this offense, unless you want to say Ertz. But yeah, young running backs, they're fresh, athletic, um, Hopefully he has a big role. Um, I think the obvious pick for passing yards and touchdowns would be Wentz. Yeah. What about receiving touchdowns? I think that would be Ertz, right? Yeah, Ertz for sure. I think he'll be the main guy when we're inside that red zone. Yeah, for sure. Um, what about on the defensive end? Who do you think is going to be some of their biggest contributors there? I mean, obviously we need Fletcher Cox. Uh, who, who else? Who do you think is going to be the best on defense? I think our – I think our CBs and safeties look better. I think we, we yeah. look better for, in that. For uh, sure. Yeah, they're going to miss Malcolm Jenkins. But yeah. um, Nick Hill, Roby Coleman, I think he'll have a good year at that corner spot. Um, the D-line is solid. I mean, usually the Eagles D-line, how it plays out is as a whole, they get a lot of sacks, but there's not a guy who really stands out. Like Fletcher Cox, he's, he's typically someone – he plays on the inside, so he – doesn't get a lot of sacks, sacks as it is, but he yep. gets less sacks than you expect, but he gets a lot of pressures in there. Allows guys like Derek Barnett and, you know, all those Brandon Graham, Derek, not Derek Rivers, but that's a Patriots player, but yeah. You know, um, but the D line, I think will be one of the best in the NFL, at least top 10, maybe top five. And the, the secondary, hopefully it just holds up. Um, you know, Jerry, about... I think the only problem that will be faced for the Eagles this year, the only possible problem, I think we're a great team this year, but I think there's only one thing that could get in our way, and that's injuries, and which is a good thing because I think we are finally through that. We're finally through, and I think we finally got a Super Bowl roster, a Super Bowl roster again. I know a lot of people would say, no, we do not, but I think we do. Yeah, I don't know about Super Bowl roster, but I think that – they should be the favorites to win the division. Um, speaking of which, how do you think this division is going to play out? Actually, I take that back. I think the Cowboys should be the favorites. The Cowboys just have a lot more talent, but you can never rely on the Cowboys, especially nowadays. Uh, they got rid of Jason Garrett, which uh, should have gotten. They should have gotten rid of him a long time ago, but they got Mike McCarthy now as their yeah. head coach. How do you think the Cowboys are going to do this season? Oh, I see a seven and nine season. <laughs> uh, I don't. Everybody's saying that Dak Prescott has a fire under his, under his, in, inside himself. And I spoke out recently saying, yeah, Dak, you wanted north of $45 million in your last year. You're not worth $15 million yet. 
And a lot of people said, a lot of people talked to me. They said, yeah, neither is Wentz. Wentz, or at least Dak has one playoff win. I said, you know what? I don't think Wentz was worth the money we paid him yet either. But we have one more Super Bowl than you guys. So I don't want to hear anything about Dak Prescott. I mean, Jerry, it still astounds me that Dak Prescott wanted north of $45 million. Dak Prescott would have been close to Mahomes' contract. Yeah, That's he how crazy been... that, that contract would have been. At the time when that uh, story was broken, Russell Wilson was the highest-paid quarterback in the league, and he was getting paid like $36 million a year. So that would have been insane um, for someone who's won one playoff game so far. Yeah, and he hasn't really proven himself yet. I mean, it was uh, that, Jerry – if you ever want to get me going with a football conversation, bring up Dak Prescott's wants in a contract. <laughs> yeah, but I think that, to be fair, in Dak's defense, I think that one of the main problems in Dallas over their past few, few years where they've struggled was Jason Garrett. I mean, he's just a terrible coach. He just listens to whatever Jerry Jones says, and Jerry Jones is not suited to coach a football team either. Hopefully, Mike McCarthy... Well, not hopefully for the Eagles, but hopefully for the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy, you know, takes a hold of that team and coaches them the way he coached the Green Bay Packers. And I think that they have the potential to be a good team. But, you know, the Cowboys always have the potential to be a good team. Uh, we'll just have to see how it plays out. Uh, regardless, I think that the Eagles should make the playoffs, whether it's in the wild card spot, which, by the way, there will be three wild card teams now. So seven teams will make the playoffs in each uh, conference, which is yeah. good news for the Eagles because, you know, their division looks harder to win this year than it was last year. And, you know, teams are getting better. The Eagles haven't really gotten a lot of great additions. So hopefully they can sneak into that wild card spot and maybe surprise a few people. That's my expectations for them. And uh, let's wrap this up and predict some of the games this weekend. So Sunday night football. Uh, Cowboys Rams. Who do you think's gonna win that? Rams for I th- I've got the Rams. I, that's just my inner cowboy hatred. But <laughs> I think Jared Goff has a good season this year. Actually, yeah, I think Jared Goff's gonna bounce back. What about um that four o'clock game, uh, Buccaneers Saints? I'm I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Saints. I don't think Brady's gonna get. I don't. I honestly see the Buccaneers struggling early on in the season, but I think they will pick it up later on in the season. But I'm gonna go with the Saints on that one. You got the Saints or Buccaneers yourself? Um, I think probably the Saints. Yeah, Buccaneers yeah. are missing Mike Evans. Uh, I don't think Gronk is gonna be like fully in shape week one. Yeah, and they're a completely new team. It's gonna be hard for them to adjust. Mm-hmm. Um, Monday Night Football: Bears play the Packers. I think. You got in there. I've got the Packers. Uh, I'm still so mad at the Packers GM, and I I feel bad for Aaron Rodgers. It just that makes me so mad whenever I think about it. Taking Jordan Love in the first round like that, I mean that got me mad. And the worst part about it is Rodgers had no idea about it, and yeah, that and still gets they, me angry. They could have used a guy like some of the receivers that were available. I mean, Rogers just has no weapons. And uh, last one, Steelers versus Giants, other Monday Night Football game. Who do you think is going to win that? I got the Steelers. I don't think the Giants are going to be anything at all this year. Uh, yeah, that's pretty I obvious think pick for me. Too. might have a pretty average season. I think Roethlisberger might be pretty all right. 
Yeah, the Steelers went eight and eight last year with like Mason Rudolph as their quarterback. I think that yep. they're a bit of a dark horse this season. They might even be a contender. They're looking in like the same shape that they were two years ago. They're yep. making conference championship and all that. But that's going to be it for today, and we'll see you all next time.